Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Wanted to hop on real quick before we get into today's episode and let everyone know that the next seven-day fasting lifestyle challenge registration link is live. You can go to the show notes, click the link for more details, or you can go to www.the fastingforlife.com forward slash live. Wanted to speak directly to you if you've been listening to the podcast, maybe you're new and just getting started, or maybe um, you've been fasting for a while and really trying to adopt that lifestyle and the scale just won't move beyond that two to four, three to five pounds each week, or maybe you feel like you've hit that dreaded weight loss plateau, or maybe the hunger, or as my wife likes to say, the hangriness has snuck up and bit you on the backside, and you just can't seem to get away from those cravings, or the consistency of your fasting schedule just isn't allowing you to get back on track if you've fallen by the wayside, this seven-day lifestyle challenge is exactly for you. It's coming up in the near future. Please don't miss out on this opportunity. We are super excited to be leveling up this experience and leaving that diet baggage behind, giving you the confidence and the habits to build that long-term weight loss and fasting lifestyle success. Go to the show notes. You can click the link or www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. We will hope to see you on the inside. And now to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Fantastic. As always, my friend, excited for the conversation that we are going to have today. Uh, we have answered probably over 200 questions uh, in the community group and in our continuity group over the last three to four months, and we are going to be picking out some of the highlights and the ones mm-hmm. that we think are are the most important and the ones that we get most often. So I think it's going to be a fun conversation yeah. today. I'm excited about it. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. Go ahead and check out the first couple of episodes, episode zero and episode one. Uh, give you some insight into, they're short, into why we started the podcast, who we are, our journey and our story, mm-hmm. and a welcome. And for you guys, loyal listeners, the OGs, Uh, Appreciate you being on this journey with us. As our introduction says, we want to keep this conversational. So we're going to be inviting everyone into the free community group that you can find in the show notes to continue the conversation uh, about today's questions uh, and get the support that you are looking for on your fasting journey. I cannot believe we haven't been doing this sooner, but (laughs) we're always trying to level up and uh, hopefully today's conversation will be good as well, Tommy. So I'm going to spin the wheel, the virtual wheel here, and we've picked out five or six questions today. And uh, first choice, Tommy, where do you want to start? First choice is is going to be with um, with with work and and feeling those those physical like, hmm, am I going to be able to do what I'm used to doing even when I'm fasting? Because I'm a little bit concerned. So this one said, um, uh, I work a physically demanding job as a handyman. 
because of the physical demands of my job, I'm scared to do those full fast days, like go more than 24 hours. Because the lack of eating may cause me to be dizzy or lightheaded, might cause me to faint, I'm a little worried. Any way to remedy this? That is a great question. Mm -hmm. And I just had a thought in real time that in the summer here, when I go out to golf, I know it's not work, but it is 100 degrees right. <laughs> in the afternoon, which is the only time I can go. Yeah. And it's hot and it's humid. And I actually love to walk the course. I don't do it as mm -hmm. often as I used to. But I will tell you in thinking in real time that, and I don't get to play often, three kids under five and a new baby, Right. But I'm hoping to, and two blown biceps tendons, I'm really hoping to this summer to get back out on the course. But I now know that I feel way stinking better on these hot and humid days with mm. just taking water, some electrolytes, or some LMNTs with me on the course and yeah. having no food. I yeah. feel incredibly better um, as long as I'm staying hydrated. So that's my first point here is that if yeah. you're going to be out in the heat, you're going you're gonna to be doing a de physically demanding job. The... I could put this in the category, Tommy, of being one of those stumbling blocks or one of those speed bumps that doesn't allow mm. you to feel confident in what you're trying to do, right? Yes, yes. And there's a bunch of them in the beginning with fasting, especially sure. if you're talking to your friends about it. So <laughs> this is one of those categories where the concern is, oh, low blood sugar, dizziness, faint, right? That's very yeah. rare unless there's two situations. One, you have a genetic disorder or a condition or something going on. Uh, with your insulin production that is going to force mm. your blood sugar low. It's rare, a tumor, some type of genetic thing, right? Yeah. The The other more common concern is, well, I'm going to push hypoglycemia. I'm going to push my blood sugar low. My body's going to, it's just going to keep dropping. Your body has stop mechanisms in place. It's not yeah. going to do that unless you're on blood sugar lowering medications. Mm. The key here for this and my golf analogy is staying hydrated, but not just water using a trace mineral salt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like a little bit of trial and error goes a long yes. way here. So yeah, if, don't, you know, don't jump into the deep end, like right. Wait in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like slowly increasing the length of those fasts or, or, you know, feeling a, a little bit of that using the salt or, or the electrolytes and, and feeling the benefit and, and how it, it, improves the situation and how quickly and sometimes surprisingly it will fix the situation and how you feel and then going yeah okay now i have a little bit more confidence to push that fast a little bit longer to go a little bit farther in my next fast and then right. maybe to add some some additional uh, activity on top of that so so again like yeah like you said wading into the waters you know before you're uh, you know maybe up on a ladder or doing full-blown work in the summertime heat and on a right. on a longer fast right like that that's a little bit on the deep end um, and if so, you're not so a water drinker you definitely want to get some of that in before right you don't want to yeah. just be like oh, i'm just gonna push it oh, i didn't drink any water today probably not the day to push it yeah 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 good point so good stuff all right cool another question here we had a question that came in about alcohol. So the fourth macronutrient, right? And this is something that on in the dieting world, uh, there's different viewpoints on. Uh, we come from the camp that what is sustainable for you and how you want your ideal day, week, month, or year to look is what's going to be the right process for you. And that's why we love fasting and believe fasting can be applied to any lifestyle from yes. vegetarian to carnivore and everything in between, right? Mm -hmm. So... If we're talking alcohol, what is the best alcoholic beverage to drink once you reach your target weight? 
the lesser of all evils, basically. <laughs> and I want to get down on my hands and knees and pray that it would be that the answer would <laughs> would magically be when I open my eyes, a double craft IPA. Like, uh, yes, I'm that guy. I love like that is my go to or a good, a nice glass of red wine or port mm. post dinner. Like those are my go to's. Right. Yeah, and it's few yeah. and far between nowadays, but that's what I want it to be. <laughs> and from a macronutrient standpoint and physiological effect standpoint, all alcohol is going to stop fat burning. It's going to circumvent yeah. the natural ketone production. It's going to kick you out of fat burning. Depends on the amount and the type up to 12 to 36 hours, sometimes even yeah. a little bit more. So I love the nuance in this question is like, all right, well, what's the best? And then where is my deciding line going to be in terms of dosage and frequency? Yeah. And, and what you just alluded to there is important to understand, because if you are fasting and you are looking to lose weight, that alcohol consumption can set you back more than you would have thought. Even if you're used to tracking the calories, you go, wait a minute, that was only 400 calories worth of drinks that I had. Why did I see the scale tick up a pound and a half? You know, and there's there's a whole different host of things that are happening physiologically. And like you said, kicking you out of that that efficient fat burning that you were just in means, oh man, I, I'm, I'm doing something very different here than, than what I was doing before, even though I may not have taken in that many calories. So I think that's, that's, that's really important to understand. And even when you're at that goal weight, you're, you're, you're looking to sustain that progress right there. Understanding that you, you may not want to be intaking alcohol very uh, as frequently as you might have in the past, especially when you were on a fat gaining part of your journey. Um, this, this may be very different because it might, it's going to hit you differently. It's going to affect your, your results and your ability to sustain your results too. So all that being said, I, I think the, the lesser of all evil would be intaking the alcohol in its more purified form without, without the additional, um, sugars and additives and other things like that. So if you're wanting to intake alcohol, the, um, the cleaner and purer it is, the the better, so that you're not bringing these other things in that have to add in an, a blood sugar spike and an insulin spike on top of the the calories from the alcohol that you're bringing in. And I, I think that would be your 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 best first priority there. Yeah, the hard spirits. So yeah. you know the the vodkas, the rum, um, the you know Bacardi, tequila, right? Those types of yeah. things. The hard spirits, right? Whiskey. If you're looking mm -hmm. for wine, there is a great company dry farm wines uh and they are lab tested low sugar no additives they're a little bit lower in alcohol 12 and a half 13 but they taste incredible and i've done cgm testing with these and i've it has not kicked me out of ketosis having a glass at that second glass it depends uh, but mm. having a glass of those dry farm wines um, has been incredible they're incredible customer nice. service it's a subscription service so you can turn it on and off at any point in time. There's not like a monthly thing you have to hit. You can order six yeah. or 12 bottles. It is a little bit more costly, but for special occasions, that's what we do around the holidays. Cool. My parents' 50th anniversary, you know, that kind of thing. So we can really enjoy the event without feeling the guilt and the shame of, all right, sure. I'm just going to have a six pack of IPAs and, you know, be off the wagon for two weeks. Right. right so right. if you're looking to get really hone in and like visually see it, right. We talk about this, you know, willpower versus discipline and, self-accountability, knowing what it is that you're doing. 
we're going to do a whole episode. We've had this on the docket for a while about alcohol breaking down the physiology, but looking at it from a carbohydrate or a fat perspective. So just Google alcohol calculator and mm -hmm. go put in follow. It's two things. Put in the two data points, either the fluid ounces and the alcohol percentage, right? Yeah. And click which one you want it to be calculated as. And if you're doing low carb, just look at what one ounce of liquor turns into. Mm. And it's just going to give you some self-realization of like, okay, this is where I'm at. And then you can make a better decision, which then leads to the second point for me, which is what are those swaps that you can make? And so instead of tonic, use soda water, right? Mm. With mm. some fresh, fresh lime instead of, you know, the, the, the sugar filled ginger beer, go ahead and find yeah. the more natural forms. There are low, lower sugar ginger beers out there. If you're making like a Moscow mule, right. Or yeah. if you're doing like a more fancy mojito or something, right. Make your own simple syrup at home. So then you can, you know, you can control what that sugar content is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And even like there's 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 low lower sugar lower quinine based tonics on the market now right so mm -hmm. you just need to put some intention behind it right because if you know celebrations um you know maybe you have a favorite restaurant you go to with your husband or wife every yeah. week like you want Day to night. enjoy that mm -hmm. you want to live right you want yeah. you want fasting to be a part of your life and not your diet plan right so right getting the, to answer the question right we we have but i love that nuance in between yeah, me too. And, you know, even even like um, if if we go out to, let's say, a, a Mexican restaurant here in Texas, like to get a margarita is like, oh, my gosh, like not only do you have the alcohol, you have all these things mixed in it, maybe agave syrup, like like super sweet tends to be kind of the the taste profile. But if if I'm if I'm trying to lose weight or trying to maintain my results after losing weight, um, I better be careful with those regular margaritas. So so asking for half syrup. Or, or easy skinny. on the yeah, easy on the syrup, skinny, or or substituting um, one of the fruit juices in a, a little bit of that instead of some of the heavier syrups can go right. a long way for for controlling the uh, the insulin and the blood sugar spikes, still right. getting the 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 desirable effect of the drink that I that I want, and and also maintaining my results in the process. Love it, love it. All right, so that was Donna's question. The first question came in from Juan. Appreciate that, guys mm -hmm. and gals. Here we go. We go to Sandra. Uh, hi, recent listener to your podcast. and would like to join a challenge in the future. Um, cool. Not able to make it work right now. Totally cool. We do them every eight weeks. Uh, we have one coming up here shortly. Uh, I'm willing mm -hmm. to go out alone, but I have a couple of questions that I'm unable to find information on. So this is exactly why we started the podcast to begin with, right? Yep. So how long do you continue on this diet? Okay, first of all, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra, for that word. Right. Uh, is this for life? She put it in quotes, love it. Or can the OMAD be for a week, once a month, or perhaps more? Hmm. And I responded to her via email, and I don't like to just default to this, Tommy, but my original answer was my first thing, and then I unpacked a little bit, was your first question is really dependent on your goals. Yeah. It's a lifestyle, right? So can you maintain a healthy weight and or body constitution using fasting? 100%. Can you yep. use it for fat loss and body composition changes? 100%. Can you use it for diabetes reversal? 100%, right? So it depends mm -hmm. on where you are in your weight loss journey. Are you at maintenance and in all of the steps in between? Right. Yeah. Wow. 
So when I when I start hearing uh, a question like that, it comes up pretty often. I, I hear it um, in everyday conversations too sometimes, which is like, yeah, but how do you how do you make it a lifestyle? Or that seems extreme to be a lifestyle. But the cool thing about fasting is it's very very adaptable. So even even that maintenance piece, and you go like, okay, well, how did I get here? Or what should I do to maintain my results? So should I do two meals a day? Should I do three meals a day? What's the right way to get in all the nutrients, all of the calories that I need, all of the the all the macros and all of the vitamins in a sustainable way and not feel like I have to worry about what's going on on the scale all the time? Or am I going to regain the weight? So so the cool thing is you you can adapt it in in multiple different ways. But like an easy way to think about that would be if if you used to eat three meals a day or three meals a day plus snacks, like like uh, many of us do or did, um, then just did. compressing, yeah, did, then, then just a portion of that being eliminated. So like a smaller eating window. So maybe, so a lot of people maintain their results with like a 16, eight kind of window or maybe an 18, six type of window. 24 and, even. Sure. The warrior, yeah. the warrior. I don't know why. I still, I still have to this day looked up why it's called the warrior. Like, yeah. But anyway, tw- yeah, 20 it hours hardcore. Sounds cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 20 hours of fasting, four hours of eating. Yep. Yeah, that can be a good way. And 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 for some people, that that opens up like grazing opportunities. That can be a really slippery slope. Right. Right. So right. if if that's the case and you look at it going four hour window, that that sounds like uh that might lead me down my old habits, my old paths. So then so then don't look at it like that and just go. Well, maybe I'll, I'm doing two smaller meals or two medium-sized meals on either side of that four-hour window. So I'm going to wait 20 hours. I'm going to have a small to medium-sized meal. And then three to four hours later, I'm going to have one more. And then and then that'll be it. I'll set another 20-hour timer. And uh, just some cool ways to keep it simple and sustainable for long-term success. And that speaks to the second part of her question. Or can the OMAD be for a week, once a month, or perhaps more? Well, I mean, it can be more. It just depends on what we like to call the fire factor. Like how quickly do you want to lose the weight? How mm-hmm. comfortable are you fasting? How many repetitions have you got under your belt? What does your end goal look like? I mean, it, it, it's it's really an individual kind of decision. And OMAD can get some people there, right? It really can. Right. For me, it was anywhere between, you know, 22, 18 to 22 hour fast, 20 to 22 hour fast when I pushed through from 16 to 20. Did some 18s yeah. just because of like a lunch was a little earlier or a dinner was a little later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but really anywhere up into, which is the last question we'll go over here in a few minutes, uh, up until that 72 hour mark, up until there is really where I got most of my traction and was able to see yeah. those changes. And that's what we see in the people that have joined the challenges and in, in that are in the, the community group and in the continuity group is the consistency over time is what gets the result. So however yeah. you want to paint that picture, you're just gonna have to try some things. So take some action, get some results or don't get some results, and then mm-hmm. use that to then make the next decision. So yeah. if you wanna do an, you know, a 36 hour fast once a week, great. If you wanna make sure that you have a non-negotiable on a Monday, um, excuse me, on a Sunday because you have a family brunch, great. You're just gonna have to, that's where the lifestyle component comes in versus the diet component. Yeah, true, true. Um, like, like for me personally, I like to make sure that I have at least a 24 hour fast going into a date night, like, because I, but I don't want, I don't want it to be too super long. Cause I don't want to have to right. think about how to break that fast too much. But at the same time, I don't want to have just eaten the previous meal or even like, 
like very much late in the previous day because I'm not going to feel as as good and as high energy and as just kind of like in the moment during an important day of of the week for me personally. So so I mean that's that's one thing that that I have that's an important non-negotiable that comes up each week. And so I kind of my my maintenance plan is is built around a few of those important non-negotiables for me. So I think there's there's some good trial and error there, but there's a lot of cool flexibility in fasting. I love I love that part of it. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. Agreed. And that's why I love that question because it speaks to that. So, yeah. All right. Two more questions here. We got a question coming in from Beth. Uh, and this is going to go out to a lot of you listeners um, that have been on this weight loss journey, regardless if you're on the fasting journey, you're new to it, or you've been on it and you life got in the way. And now you're trying to regain the traction. Like I really yeah. like the conversation that's going to come out of this. And I appreciate Beth's transparency here is Really need some encouragement. I've gained back what I lost. Can't seem to stay on schedule. Wondering if mm. I'm not one of the 5% that can that can do this. Meaning, 
Um, we reference the 5% of people that can lose the ideal weight for that, that, that they're trying to lose and keep it off for up to two years, right? Yeah. So getting into that operating outside of the status quo, you're the salmon swimming, well, no, they're all salmon swim upstream. That's a bad analogy. So you're, <laughs> you're the outlier, okay? Let's use the word right. outlier. That's yeah. being able to obtain the 5%. And the first thing that I love about this is that she reached out for help. Yeah. So she is self-aware and that is a huge, huge, huge starting point, especially when we unpack that conversation between willpower and discipline mm. to get from always having to say, I will and I won't, right? The two yeah. weakest forms of willpower mm -hmm. uh, to get from that into having discipline, which is training and consistency that gets an outcome. Um, you, you have to have that aha, okay, I'm ready to change. I, I know I haven't succeeded. And we like to take that as a failing forward moment and say, mm -hmm. okay, well, now what do you do? Because a lot of people are going to go dive right in. I almost said a bad phrase, turn a phrase. I almost <laughs> did it. And just go crazy all out gas pedal. But that's yeah. typically not going to work for most people. Yeah, and I'm going to do a 40 hour, 40 day fast because I've been off the wagon for fast, six months. Yep. No, right. no, no, no. Yeah, that's 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 unlikely to um, to really help like short term or long term. And I, so just just the way that this conversation starts is really need some encouragement here. So here is your encouragement, Beth. You are going to be able to do this. You just haven't quite put all of the pieces together. But here you are ready to go once again and go, yeah, you know what? I, I don't know exactly what I need to do, but I know I need to do something. And I've had success with this in the past. So I, I think I'm on the right track here. And you absolutely are. There's probably just a few small little tweaks, maybe a part of the um, emotional connection to food, kind of that relationship to food equation might be might be creeping in a little bit. Um, for me, it was it was grazing. And for a lot of folks, um, it can be grazing related as well, like slippery slope, hard to, to kind of close the window sometimes. So where we start off with, I really need some encouragement. Well, that that reminds me of of thinking that we need to wait for the motivation to take the next action. But in fact, we need to start with a small action that we can do today, then see a small result that ends up giving us some motivation to continue the process. So I'm going to encourage you, Beth, take a small action today, like setting your timer, not even worrying about which meal am I going to am I going to skip next or when am I going to eat next? But just just set your timer and just say, well, you know what? I, I'm going to have lunch today. I'm, I'm going to have dinner today. Set it for that next meal, something that you can easily do, easily wrap your mind around right now when you're taking this first step and just do that. And then take that step again tomorrow and maybe build in one or two more over the next few days and just keep building those discipline reps um, until you, you gain a little bit more confidence and, and keep taking additional action from there. So that was the first part, really need some encouragement, right? Second part here is I've gained back everything I lost. Yeah. You've lost it. Guess what that means? The next time you go to lose it, you have the framework because mm -hmm. you have been successful. A lot of the times we focus on the negative. We focus on the failure. We focus on the binge. We focus on the 
trigger food. We focus on the outside stress. Oh, I can't stay on schedule. I'm sick. Yeah. All of the all of the noise, right? The internal and external motivators and goals and the outside world, right? And all of those yeah. those forces combined, stress and family and all that, right? You've been successful. So what I'm encouraging you to do on top of what Tommy just said is take that small action is go back and detail what you did when you were successful to lose the weight. Yeah. We don't need to recreate the wheel here. You need to take a small action, get a small result to get the motivation. What's going to even further the action to be a bigger action or a repeatable action mm. is to go and say, okay, I did this then because I did this, let's say it was three months ago, right? Yeah. What did you do? What gave you success in those steps and those actions that you took? Yeah. And guess what? Your brain's going to go, oh, I've done this before. Right. This feels I, like I remember this. Yeah. I can get back on the bike, right? Yeah. And the more times you can get that repeatability, the more that want the I want portion of willpower, that muscle yeah. portion that can be strengthened, then turns into a sustainable long-term result. And for some people, it takes more cycles of falling off the bike than others. <clears throat> it just depends yeah. on where you are on your journey. So I love, love, love this conversation. So do I. And Beth, one last point. When you're saying, I'm wondering if I'm not one of the 5% that can do this. No, no, no. You're doing exactly what that 5% did. That 5% stumbled and stumbled and got back on the bike and did it again and learned from the past success and had a short memory for the past failures and kept going to the next version and doing it again and, and getting back up whenever we fall off of that bike. So that's what the 5% is doing. And that's what you're doing here by reaching out and taking those actions right. and seeing what's working and going back to when it was working. So keep doing that. And you're absolutely in that 5% club already, regardless of what you've gained or, or what you've lost in the past. That, that doesn't matter. The, the past is the past. Have a short memory for that. You're in the 5% club already keep going forward. Yeah. I want you to identify yourself as being in the 5% because to your point, Tommy, I don't think we've ever talked about it this way is that the 5% got to be the 5% by going through all of this. Like they didn't yeah. just magically wake up one day and ping magic weight loss pill. Boom. Right. Ideal me. Got it. I'm going to maintain it the rest of my life. Yep. Right. But that's what it so looks yeah, like from the outside. Right. They had to figure it out. And yeah. fasting has done that for us and all the people in you know, that we've encountered along the way, along the journey yeah. that get the results. So I, I absolutely love that. Uh, I love your transparency and mm -hmm. you are one of the 5% because you are on that journey. You just got to take, uh, go back, take a little, little reflection, highlight the things that you did right. Um, and hopefully this was encouraging for you. So yeah, the last question really talks about the long-term plan or part of the long-term plan. And this came in mm -hmm. from the community group. This is from Jennifer. And it said, morning, everyone. I have a question that would like your input on. If you start a fast, say 72 hours, and I do not feel hungry, overall mm -hmm. feeling great, when you reach your goal, so when you get to the 72-hour mark, do you keep going or stop? Dun, dun, dun. Love yeah. this question. <laughs> not sure if anyone shares the same experience. I rarely find myself hungry these days. Almost like mm -hmm. the less I eat, the less I want to eat. It was quite an unexpected feeling than I imagined when I started trying fasting back in mid-March. Thank you in yeah. advance for your help. And I want to call this the 
what was the word I was going to use, Tommy? I can't remember it. Um, the the point of diminishing return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have a conversation around the physiology of what's happening and the long-term sustainability and the mindset that goes into it. Yeah, you know, um, th so this is a cool, and this is, this is a cool question. And I, I remember feeling this way, like on my first or second or third 72 hour fast as well. Cause that can, that can really be like a, I'm, I'm venturing out into the unknown here. I'm not sure what this is going to feel like and, and what the scale is going to do on the other side and how I'm going to break this fast. And, and all these questions kind of come up, but it, you know, if you find yourself in the middle of one of these longer fasts, then it is fairly common to go. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was planning on breaking my fast today at, at 6 PM, but I really don't feel like it. I feel like I'm, I might feel worse after I do that versus how I feel now. And there's a lot of cool things going on um, at that 72 hour mark. You have high brain derived neurotropic factor. You have decreased brain fog. You might feel like you're firing on all cylinders. Adrenaline is, is higher than it was 48 or 72 hours ago. Growth hormone is higher. Metabolic rate is a little bit higher than it was 48 or 72 hours ago. Like all these cool things are happening and you go, yeah, well, the last time I ate, I felt sluggish, lethargic. Like, oh, maybe I felt like I needed to take a nap, especially if you have more weight to lose. I used to feel like that all the time. So, so you're looking at these two flip sides of the coin going, well, why would I want to break my fast here? But at, at the same time, if there's, there is a, a point and it's, it's right around this time, around that 72 hour mark where a lot of the markers start to turn back towards their normal baseline or start to decrease from, from a high point like the growth hormone, like the adrenaline. And so it, it's important to have a plan to actually break that fast. And maybe it's not quite at that 72 hour mark whenever you're, you're in it. Maybe that's not the perfect time, but having a plan for it. And then on the other side of that, what you're going to do after you break that fast, I think is almost more important. So before we get to the breaking part, because I love that it's a two part, yeah. two part explanation is just to be really clear, the blood glucose and insulin is going to is going to spike through the circadian rhythm the first few days. Mm -hmm. And by like day four or five, it's going to bottom out. Yeah. So you're not going to decrease ins insulin or blood sugar like anymore. Like it's going to get to its level and kind of bob and weave a little bit. Right. Right. The autophagy, excuse me, the HGH and the growth hormone, right, are going to peak at day three. Okay. The weight loss in ketones are going to kind of be flat, 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 flat over the first 18 to 20 hours and then spike. And then you're going to plateau around day three again. And then from there, if you just continue to do like a 40 day fast, they would, yeah. you know, they continue to tick up and eventually your ketones would, would plateau. And your sure. weight loss would slow because now you've burned through the short term energy stores, you've burned through the glycogen, the freezer's empty, the cupboards are bare, right? You're tapping into that visceral fat, that that deeper fat, right? Yeah. But at this point around three days, and it's a little different for everybody, you're going to be switching from metabolism boosting, adrenaline, growth hormone, lean muscle protecting, BDNF spiking, brain derived neurotrophic factor in the removing of the brain fog and the energy. Yeah. You're gonna see maybe your sleep improve. But then when you get past this point, then your body's gonna start doing more of the deep physiological work, like intestinal stem cell regeneration, immune system, musculoskeletal stem cell pr proliferation, larger decreases in inflammatory processes, autoimmune resetting, 
uh, insulin sensitivity boosting, autophagy, so cellular regeneration, right? All of those things are going to increase. So you're going to get to a point where this is it, when to break the fast, and then we'll get into the what you're going to do after. Whether or not to stop, you're going to get to a point where, so it depends on your goals going into it, but the open-ended nature of it, you're going to get to a point possibly where your ketones get to a certain level and your blood sugar gets low. You're going to get into a what's called a, a deeper level of ketosis that is not ideal for weight loss. Yeah. So you're going to be, and, and this happens, this has happened to our moderator, Casey, this has happened to the group. Um, this has happened to me or like I get to day five and I just don't feel great. And yeah. my blood sugar is low. My GKI, which is the, the, the relationship between glucose and ketones is really low. And I'm now right. in a deep therapeutic level of ketosis. Well, sometimes it can, it can suck being there and you're not going to feel great. Yeah. So you're probably, unless you have a different goal related to weight loss or maintenance, then you, you don't really need to be there in our, in my opinion, all that often, yeah. maybe one time right. a year is like a reset, right? Yeah. So that's, I guess the last piece of perspective would be when is the juice not worth the squeeze, mm. right? And is, if it's for weight loss doing just 40 days that you're going to get some incredible freaking results. I hope you document it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> supervised. Okay. Don't just do it on your own. Right. Um, especially if you're new. But how? what is the sustainability piece, which then lends to your point of what is your plan post-fast? Yeah, because um, I, I, I've i heard a lot of folks talk about these, these longer fasts, especially as you alluded to, um, for like ripping off the Band-Aid. Like, I, I really feel like I need some sort of major reset. I think I'm just going to do a 10-day fast. And then coming off of that, um, well, like we... We, we tend to go back to previous habits. We tend to go back to, to homeostasis, to a balance point. And that ebb and flow after a 10-day fast, usually for most people, doesn't end up in much of a net fat loss. In fact, it can, it can sometimes be a net fat gain over a matter of weeks to months into the future. And, and that's exactly why we we really need to have a plan, especially on the longer fast for not only for how are you going to break that fast and and when, and even if you do change the target a little bit because you extend it because you're feeling great and you just don't want to break that fast just yet, that's fine. But understanding that you won't be able to avoid eating indefinitely, right? Not that, not that you would necessarily want to, but you can almost be scared of breaking the fast, I think. Right. And, and, and that comes back to that emotional connection to food. And especially if you have grazing habits like I do, then, then it can be like, well, I'm, I'm avoiding the temptation because once I open the window, once I break the fast, it, I'm worried that it's going to be a slippery slope. So having, so defining a plan for the back end of that, of that fast is an important part of the process too. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, you know, breaking your fast slowly, you know, doing some, if it's, if you don't do extended fast greater than 72 hours, often, you know, using bone broths, fermented foods, handful of almonds, um, starting small, you know, yeah. some cruciferous, that's a tough one, tongue twister type <laughs> stuff to begin with. I want to say cruciferous stuff, you know, and, and just having a plan for it. Right. So the, the the freelancing portion of extended fasting can can come with its own learning curve. And I just love that conversation. I love the question. Um, and the engagement on that question in the community was fantastic, which is yeah. where we're going to send you guys now as we wrap up today's episode is if you want to continue the conversation, lend some insights, get some questions answered, 
Um, there is a discussion post in our free Facebook community, Fasting for Life community. It's mm -hmm. pinned to the featured tab on Facebook. You can click the link in the show notes, Tommy. Um, and just really, really, really great questions. So keep them coming. If we haven't gotten to it, resend it. It means we may have missed it. Um, yeah. But really excited to continue the conversation in the group. Um, and just excited uh, that there are so many people on this journey with us. Yeah, because absolutely, like support and encouragement and feedback are really, really an important part of, of a fasting journey. So I, I just love how those pieces kind of come together. And so thank you guys for the questions and um, yep. you know appreciate the opportunity to, to, to be here you know, with you on this journey. So it's, it's just really cool. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome. As we wrap up today, Tommy, thank you as always for the conversation. You guys know we will be dropping episodes every Tuesday mm -hmm. uh, as we have for however hundreds of episodes we're into now. Just appreciate y'all <laughs> listening. The, the new Fasting for Life fam, the OG listener, we appreciate each and every one of you. Set your timer. You know what to do. Come see us in the community group uh, yeah. and we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Cool. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.